1: Hello, this is Bishop Derek Greer of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. From the Grace Church family, we wish you a happy new year. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season.
0: Through the pandemic, grief, financial hardship, challenging family dynamics, and so much more, this year has certainly been one of the most difficult in our lifetime. But through it all, we can still find joy in praising God and power in His Word. So Bishop Derek Greer and the Grace Church family invite you to join us for a New Year's Eve worship experience online, December 31st at 1030 p.m. If 2020 caught you off guard, join us for a word from Bishop Greer that will empower and equip you so you are ready for 2021, no matter what it brings. Don't miss this special New Year's Eve worship and word experience. Visit GraceChurchVA.org or meet us over on our YouTube page at GraceChurchVA.tv. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org slash new year. That's gracechurchva.org slash new year. And we will see you on New Year's Eve as we power into 2021 together. You were made to think big, do big, big, big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Yeah. Just grow, let the world.
2: Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that his word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching.
1: See, we're used to being mothered in church. So when a father shows up, we don't know what to do. What is that? Oh my gosh. It takes a mother and a father. To display the image of God. And there's a place for nurturing. It's important. We need it. But there's another side. And we don't call God mama. We call him father. All right. Second Kings 2.12. Man, it looks like I'm taking away my Father's Day gift. I said I'd be short, and I'm getting longer and longer. But watch. Now you understand why Elisha says this. This has not been said in the Bible this way. Everyone, you only said this to your natural father. But this is the first time this is said to someone who wasn't a natural father. He said this. uh, uh, 2 Kings 2 and 12. And Elisha saw the chariot, and he cried out to Elijah, My father, my what? Father. Elisha considered himself Elisha's son. When he received that mantle, they became family. And then he said the chariots of Israel and and his horsemen. And and so he saw him no more. He was taken up to heaven. And and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into to pieces. If the church, this church in particular, is still a consumer transaction, though you've been here for 10 years, something's, something's gone wrong. God intended church to be family. And if you're in any normal family, you might have a sister you love, but then you got that crazy brother. Or you might have a brother you love, but then you got that crazy uncle over there. We can pick our friends, but we can't pick our family. And in this place, there's going to be all different types of people. Some people you don't really care for. Some people you kind of enjoy the company a little bit more, but that's part of family. And that's also what makes life interesting. Without it, it would be very, very boring if we didn't have some of the people that get on our last nerve. Stay with me now. All right, First 1 Kings 19.20. I got to make speed. And Elisha left the oxen. This young man was, was remarkable. There was no, you know, no wooing or none of that. He just saw the value of the opportunity. You know, maturity is learning to get past the hand you wished you were dealt and working with the hand you were dealt in life. You know, some of the best cooking. Came out of a person or a mother that went into the, their pantry and there wasn't enough food So they had to create something They had to make up something to use some spices they never used before And that's where some of the good stuff comes from So so you know what this we won't always get what we want But we got to learn to work it and make the best of it And a lot of time that's good eating that's good Eating Watch this he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. Elisha's focus was not on how well or how long Elijah communicated with him. The only question in his mind was, was it God? A lot of folks, man. Oh, what they look like, what they feel like. That, that's a, What? Right. The real question is God in it. Yes. And if God's in it, I'm in it. Yes. Yes. But we got to put aside some of that touchy feely stuff. And get to the fundamental question is, Lord, where you are, I want to be also. Period. No question mark. It says, he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. You don't want to get ahead of God. Neither do you want to lag behind God. But when God moves, you got to learn to move, even if you don't care for the package. Even if it wasn't rolled out just perfectly, even if it seems like it was just thrown at you, don't miss God because you're temperamental. I say this a lot. An opportunity of a lifetime only lasts the lifetime of the opportunity. So you got to learn to run. Some things go better. They go down better when they're hot. And you got to run and strike while it's hot. When God says it, do it. Don't wait to every all the stars line up and all that. Just do it when God says it. And that ought to be enough. And he said to him something that I think is really, really instructive. and, and, And I wish more people really understood what he says here. He said, please let me kiss my father and my mother. You don't have to leave with an attitude. Oh, I'm going to my next level, y'all behind me, y'all beneath. No, no, you don't have to leave with an attitude. He left them with a kiss. You can go thanking the people. and Thank you for what, you, what you've been to me these last few years. Thank you for the time of my, my life you walked me through. You don't have to leave. With you're not part of my future, and I'm not part, but I thank you for the past. I celebrate the past. I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for what you've done. And that's how Elisha handled it. He said, please let me kiss my mother and what? My, my, my father. So we also see here, in order for him to take hold of the new, he had to let go of the, the old. A divided heart can never focus. And focus is where the power is. A hundred cuts independently will not chop down an oak tree. Not a big one. But let me tell you something. If you use that same axe and you strike that tree in the same place a hundred times, it's going down. Focus makes all the difference in the world. And you you can't you can't go into the future connected to the past. You gotta let some things go. And And I know I'm being pastoral today. But I meet so many people. Well, at my last church, I'm like, well, why aren't you there then? <laughs> this ain't your last church. I'm not your last pastor. I can't be him or her. I can't. I can only do me, do the best me. And, and guess what? If me is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> stay with me now. Stay with me now. Let me kiss mom and dad. And then, watch this, I will follow you. You. He didn't say, then I'll follow God. He said, I'll follow you. Here's the good news and the bad news all at the same time. God's greatest blessings come in human packages. So sometimes you got to get past the people to get to the treasure. Bible says it this way. He places, God places his treasure in earthen vessels. You see, Elijah was rough around the edges, but he was what Elisha needed. What we want is not always what we need. When I go to the store and I want a Coca-Cola, I don't go in there talking about I'm looking for the prettiest can. The can for me is basically irrelevant Who drinks the soda for the can? You drink it for the content. And when you're done with the can, you shrink it and you you know you you squeeze the can. You're through with the can. But what happens is, because of people's cans, we feel we could just sit on our can and never really access the treasure. I'm just here's the deal. If you're like that, it's because you're not thirsty. Because you're not thirsty. A can is just a package. And God's problem is he can only use you and me. So what comes out of him is going to come through me. I'm sorry about that. I apologize in advance. But that's the only way he can do it. Now, I'm not going to try to be an obstacle. I'm not going to try to get in your way. You know, a can is designed with an opening on top so you don't have to mess with the can so much you can get right to the stuff. And that's what I try to do. But there's a lot of people dying of thirst because they're saying, I don't like those cans. They're not the right color. They're not the right texture. I'm saying you're not hungry enough. You're not thirsty enough. You too doggone prissy if that's your attitude, and you're not going to make it in these last days till you get over yourself, past yourself, and get what you need for your situation. I feel like God's given me a Father's Day gift. He let me be daddy today. And I feel free. Thank you for letting me talk the way I need to. And Elijah said to Elisha, after he threw his mantle, he said, go back again. There's something else we we need to learn. Everybody you want may not want you when you first want them. My wife made me work. First ring I brought to her, she laughed at me. Here's the the next point. If it's if it's important to you you'll find a way. If it's not you'll find an excuse. Let me tell you something. If you're looking for an excuse in here you're going to find it. But if you're looking to find a way God will make a way out of no way stay with me we're almost there and he said to elijah go back again number uh, this is not a number but it's going to show up on your screen no is only a test to see how much you want it all the promises in him are yes and amen if god said yes whoever's saying no It's just God's test to see how much you want it. Can you get past that obstacle? Can you get past that? No. Or do you need a cheering committee for every decision you make? There'll be two people in line for the CDs after service. He said, go back again. Watch this. This is Elijah speaking. He just threw his, his, his mantle at him. For what have I done to you? See, he was trying to say, Elisha, your commitment can't first be to me. It got to be to the Lord. Because if you're with me only as long as I'm perfect, only as long as I got it together, we're not going to last long. But if you're with me as long as God is in it, we can make it forever. So he's saying, listen, don't try to negotiate no deal with me. Talking about, well, if you give me this, I'll do that. And don't try to do that. No, 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 no. You got to follow me because you're ultimately following God. Because uh, on the journey, you know, I, I had some tough days. In fact, I just came out of the depression and I'm still in ministry. That's, that's what he said. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Elijah. Okay. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I had some moments. Okay. Elijah got depressed and he got angry. He got upset sometimes. It's like, listen, man, you can't just follow me. This got to be about if God's not in it, we're not going to make it. That's why our marriages don't make it. No. As long as you're 135 pounds, as long as my dinner is warm, as long as you know all these things are in line, we're going to stay together. We're going to make it, baby. But let dinner be cold a couple times. Let it be 15, 20 pounds after the first baby. Hear what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden, I I feel like I'm falling out. I don't feel the same way I used to feel. I'm not talking down at you. I'm talking about someone who's a fellow pilgrim in life. Sometimes the love keeps the marriage, but sometimes the marriage keeps the love. And you got to make a commitment. Honey, I'm with you. We're going to work this thing out. Now, I I said till death do we part. I ain't dead. I might feel like killing you sometimes, but, but listen, but listen, listen, (laughs) we're going to work it out. Y'all better get me from behind this pulpit. All right. I I have one more verse left and I'm through. (laughs) So Elisha turned back from him. So the rich boy walked away not exactly he took a yoke of oxen and he slaughtered them and he boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment this would be like a farmer taking a sledgehammer to his John Deere he not only ate the animal he destroyed the yoke that made it so two animals can cooperate and get the the work done this was big Elijah didn't do a whole lot of talking and explaining. Elijah was a show-me guy. And you got to learn the language of the people around you in your life. Some people you got to talk to, you can talk to, other people you got to show. And you got to know who you're dealing with. So Elijah is just like, you know, you know the, the older generation, you know, dad's kind of just threw stuff at you, you figure it out. That's the way they did it. Our generation, we talk our kids to death. Now there's a place for both. We need to come to a happy medium. I'll be done in just a second I'll be done well Elijah was a man that he just showed you you know kind of like the man well, well didn't I did not marry you why you want me to say I love you I married you 20 years ago now that ain't right but that that's the generation to show you know I, I show up every night you know and I, I do what I do just show me generation. I do it okay not saying it's right okay so watch this Elisha adapted, pay attention, pay attention. You know why dinosaurs are extinct? They couldn't adapt. You want to become extinct? Stop being flexible. Stop adapting. Elisha was, okay, you're a show me guy, so I'm going to show you. He didn't go and argue with him. He didn't debate with him, say, you shouldn't have talked to me. No, no, he said, okay, you show me, let me show you. So he showed his commitment by burning his bridges. His ox was his means of doing his work. He burned the yoke, ate the yachts, he burnt the bridge. One of the most difficult questions and decisions you're going to have to face in life is to know which bridge to cross and what bridge to burn. Elisha was willing to show his commitment by burning a bridge. Men, when we get married, we need to burn some bridges. Certain numbers ought to come out of our cell phones. Let's go a step back. When we're engaged, we need to burn some bridges. Certain numbers should not show up on our call logs. I'm preaching better you saying amen. But it's good for you. And Elisha is a sweetheart, though. In the midst of a situation, he could have got bitter and angry. Sweet. Keeps it sweet. And that's real strength, keeping it sweet in the midst of nastiness, you know? That's when religious people get nasty, you know? Okay, y'all. Okay, anyway. And Elisha gave it to the people. He had a party. He celebrated and ate. He wasn't feeling sorry. saying, said, woe is me. No one understands me. And, and oh, he hurt my feelings. No one knows my feelings. And I have every excuse to walk away. I don't love God anymore. None of that. In the midst of what could have been offense, he
0: celebrated.
1: And not only that, he celebrated the people that had been in his life. He celebrated his mom and dad and those who worked with him, and he, and he loved on him. And he had this, this, this last moment with him, and he said, Amen, man, I'm, I'm for you. I love you. And, and as a matter of fact, let me use what's happening in my life to be a blessing to you. Yeah, exactly. And you want to keep it as sweet yes. as you can. Then, after closing the last chapter rightly and sweetly, he arose and followed Elijah, like Elijah, my dad didn't just tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch. And sometimes one of the greatest opportunities you can have is not so much a lesson spoken, but to have access to people and let them, and they could watch. This guy mentored him. Elisha did not know how to be a prophet, but Elijah had become a prophet and had been a prophet, was not a perfect prophet. But he demonstrated and lived before Elisha. And dads, what we do, we can't just tell it. We got to live it. We got to demonstrate it. Again, my dad lived and let me watch. Men live, let your daughters, let your sons watch. This last verse is going to surprise you. And he became his servant. Surely he became assistant pastor. Surely he became the head of the deacons. I mean, after all that, God obviously gonna do something great in the next ten minutes. But that's the attitude we face. I serve for ten minutes. They better recognize and understand who I am. I don't have to be now. I did it for ten whole minutes. Alright. Just show of hands just before I finish. Will anyone come back? Will anyone in the room come back? Okay, about 50% of you. Okay, we, we, we just cleaned out the rolls. All right. I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. We're good, we're good. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. You have to learn to follow before you lead. One of the best ways, a sure way, becoming a good dad is by first learning to be a good son you say well my natural father wasn't there well you are a son of the most high come on, come on. and the thing that makes you a good father is first learning how to be a son
2: this is the live big broadcast with Derek Greer we pray that you were inspired to think big do big and live big our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
1: Hello, this is Bishop Derek Greer of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. From the Grace Church family, we wish you a happy new year. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season.
0: Through the pandemic, grief, financial hardship, challenging family dynamics, and so much more, this year has certainly been one of the most difficult in our lifetime. But through it all, we can still find joy in praising God and power in His Word. So Bishop Derek Greer and the Grace Church family invite you to join us for a New Year's Eve worship experience online, December 31st at 1030 p.m. If 2020 caught you off guard, join us for a word from Bishop Greer that will empower and equip you so you are ready for 2021, no matter what it brings. Don't miss this special New Year's Eve worship and word experience. Visit GraceChurchVA.org or meet us over on our YouTube page at GraceChurchVA.tv. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org slash new year. That's gracechurchva.org slash new year. And we will see you on New Year's Eve as we power into 2021 together.